1: Welcome back, everybody. It's no other pod. It's your favorite time of the week. We're back with another episode, and uh, Jimmy's not here. Yeah, Jimmy's not here, so I'm still doing stuff, uh, trying not to break this thing. Uh, But you guys are still getting this in your ear holes. And we got a special guest today. It is Chad Smith of the Blue Testament. Uh, He has been covering Sporting KC for a while. He lives afar, which means being in Chicago for a while. I know how that is. Chad, what the hell's going on, man?
2: Hey, Dan. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today, man?
1: Dude, doing great. I'm I'm pumped you got on here with me to do this, man. I didn't know what I was going to do. It was last minute. I had no uh, you know, uh, full-on transparency. I actually had reached out to Andrew Weeby of mlssoccer.com and I had you in mind, but I was just waiting for Weeby to get back to me. And he got back to me at like one o'clock this afternoon. I was like, okay. All right. Scramble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I so thought I'm, it was going to be no Bobby Warshaw and that's why I was in, but no, no Weeby. Good to know.
1: No Weeby. I, I thought Weeby being a Kansas boy could be cool to have on here, but maybe some other day. But hey, dude, I, I appreciate you, uh, making the time to come on here, man. I know, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're nine to fivers. We, we don't just have time to talk soccer at any time of day. So I appreciate you and thank your wife for letting you get on for me
2: yeah happy wife happy life had to get permission, but she definitely said it was okay and yeah i'm I'm excited to do it, so I locked the door. I told my daughter, no barging in right like you gotta just let let daddy work i gotta work
1: <laughs> that's fine man let her let her come in i hell I got dogs barking all over the place, so who the hell cares
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: So let me uh let's let's start here, man. Uh, of course, guys, we're gonna break down the game. We're gonna get into the next game. I know that's why you're all here. But uh, let's hear a little bit more about Chad, man. I know, dude. I I I first met Chad when I saw a post about uh, people covering um, Kansas City soccer, and I was like, you know, I always liked creative writing back in school. I liked telling stories kind of similar to i don't know covering a team maybe except uh, i i liked more of the the opinion articles and stuff like that but i i reached out to this site uh it was called fan sighted and chad actually actually uh, happened to be my my editor at the time wasn't that right man
2: yeah yeah absolutely um Fan sided much like SB Nation, where I'm at now. It's nobody's getting rich being a rock writer, especially in a kind of a niche <laughs> market like soccer. So I'm always looking for people to write for free, and I kind of put an open call out there. And Dan was one of the people I got back. And actually, I I really loved one of the stories you wrote about how you got to go up and paint the wall with Matt Beazler. It was a pretty awesome story. I had no idea before you wrote it that you'd even gotten to do that. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, dude. One of the, probably one of the coolest things i've ever got to do i was so freaking nervous one because it was a tall ladder and i was pretty high up there uh but two <laughs> matt beisler's just he's the dude man he's the man and it was uh just super cool and that's uh, that's up there all the time 2015 painted the wall matt Beasler. crazy shit yeah
2: that's a pretty crazy story
1: <laughs> but yeah man so now you're not doing uh you, you kind of got away from fan-sided right now you're with the sp nation uh blue testament here in kc right
2: yeah, absolutely. So I've been with the com. I think, gosh, it's probably been almost three years now. I just was, uh, I was kind of getting work to death at the other one and not, not making very much doing it. So it wasn't really, I was like, I wasn't loving it basically, and that was the whole point. I got into it's because I love supporting Kansas City. I wanted to talk about that, but it became about quotas and all that stuff. So I don't have any requirements at the Blue Testament. It's a lot more laid back, and uh, so Fad Bell, the managing editor over there, he brought me on, or the site manager, I guess, is his title. And then I'm now one of the editors. With like, there's like four editors. It's crazy. There's a lot of us that edit, but it's kind of good because you know nobody again is getting rich doing this job, but it's like a fun thing to do on the side. And it's crazy. Like MLS preseason is out here in Arizona where I live every year. And I get this access to the team that you wouldn't think that you would have access to. And they, they treat me like a professional journalist. And I try to act like a professional journalist most of the time. Sometimes Thad goes, Chad, Chad, act like a professional. Like you, you are an adult. You have an adult job. Like <laughs> act like an adult when you're around the team. I'm like, yeah. Got it. Because I think I I put out like a tweet one time that was like, I'm creeping on Kellen Rose outfit. I think this might be a teaser of what the new jersey is going to look like. (laughs) And he goes – don't don't say you're creeping and i was like okay yeah yeah touche that's just me being a child <laughs> I am.
1: i'm
2: a 36 I'm year old man child so but
1: i'm just telling it like i is i i, I was creeping i'm just being honest
2: <laughs> it's true it's true well and in preseason two, too like i was the only one in the stands it's like me members of the team there's no fans or anything at these things there's like closed yeah. sessions so it's like i can hear everything so i'm totally creeping on people so yeah Dude, I, that's I badass. Was, uh, it's a cool experience though
1: yeah, we don't get that coverage down there around preseason and I know I know some fans actually make the trip down there. One, it's a hell of a lot warmer uh than it is in Kansas City at that time. And uh two, you're the first people that get to get eyes on the on the new squad for the upcoming season. So it's pretty cool you've gotten to do that the past few years. And what are you where are you from originally?
2: So I'm I'm technically I was born in Arkansas. I don't like to tell people, but uh <laughs> I lived in Missouri since I was like a month old and then I lived there until Gosh, I was probably like 25 when I moved away. It was like after college, and I waited for my wife to graduate college. It was my girlfriend at the time, and we moved to Arizona because her family is out here. They're on the West Coast, and uh, my my parents lived in Arizona, so I figured, hey, let's go there. We can't get all the way to San Diego. It's too freaking expensive but uh, we'll settle in Arizona. But 11 years of this heat, I'm starting to maybe regret, regret it here at the end. I got to get back to those Midwest winters so I can get a little cold in my life and maybe some rain.
1: There you go, man. Yeah, we spice it up here. We, we keep you guessing. That's for sure. Uh, so do you, do you ever make any trips back up here uh, to see any games?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's become kind of a passion of mine over the last few years as I've like I'm adulting a lot harder now. I have like a steady income, so we try to hit some road games every year, and then at least a home game. My wife's pushing for us to come back in the summer, but like there's a game on July 4th and July 7th, so you could see a couple of games in a short period. But you know, there's some humidity that I don't know if I'm like, is that the best time to come to Missouri? But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. She's always trying to book another vacation, even like while we're still on the last vacation. But this year we went to uh, the L F the L A F C game, the road opener, and also the game in San Jose. So I'm cursed because we're zero and two in those games.
1: That's true. Yeah, we're not getting it done when you go to games. So maybe uh, maybe keep your ass in Arizona for a bit, huh? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll
2: I'll see if I can help you out with that.
1: No, man, it'd be cool to have you up here, and uh, I, I know uh, Jimmy would love to uh, meet you in person. I don't think he's met you, right?
2: No, no, we've never met, just uh, we're like, it's weird that like, especially with you too, Dan, like I'd never actually met you, but we work together and talk together and stuff, and it feels like I know you because I hear you on the podcast, so yeah. it's this bizarre internet thing going on. So Oh, yeah,
1: it's like internet friends, man. It's like, uh, it's like MySpace or Friendster or something, you know?
2: Oh yeah, my MySpace. I'm pretty sure is still active. So.
1: Oh boy, hey, go hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, speaking of crazy weather, we had some nutty weather on uh, on Sunday, and people were wondering, like, okay, is this game going to get played? Because it's been storming nonstop. The radar shows it coming coming from the south east uh, southwest, just coming hot. And we're like, okay, uh, why are people going to travel in? I mean, you, you don't know how far people travel from these games. We got people coming from Nebraska. And, uh, well, it could not have been a better day. I mean, it uh, the sun actually peaked out for a minute. The rain absolutely ceased. Lightning was nowhere to be found. And it was a perfect game. I thought I would need a jacket. Didn't need a jacket. And I was ready to beat some Vancouver ass. And uh, that didn't happen, man. That uh, This game was... This game was interesting and I think we can I think it's best to say it's a tale of two halves, don't you think?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean that first half it looked like they could have beat almost anybody, right? The things mm-hmm. were just clicking and going well and you know, some near misses obviously, but then they they had the one goal. It felt like they could pull this thing off and so obviously that red card in the second half.
1: Well, the last few weeks I've kind of been I've kind of been on Johnny Russell. I've kind of been like, you know, he's not been he doesn't look hungry. He's not doing Johnny Russell things. And I'm thinking he probably listens to the podcast because he was doing Johnny Russell things <laughs> this game. <laughs> I'm
2: sure it was all you, Dan. Yeah. It was absolutely
1: me. He's like, I got to make this dude proud. And I was like, thanks, man. And uh, he, I, I don't know. He just looked hungry as hell. And And that first goal that happened, for one, Benny plays a hell of a ball to him. He goes in there, takes a shot on goal, and lo and behold, someone's actually there for a rebound, dude. Christian Namath making it look easy, putting it away like that. It was amazing.
2: Yeah, I got a little nervous on the goal because it's like – you expect Johnny to be able to finish that. He's pretty much one-on-one with the keeper. He's got the defender next to him there. But if you look back at the replay, all he has to do is kind of lightly slot the ball across the face of the goal, and Namath just gets a tap in. So it kind of worked out that the, the save bounced right out to Namath like that. It felt like maybe our luck was changing finally, right? Because it's like those are the bounces we haven't been getting over the last few
1: weeks. True. So, I mean, Namath was wide open for a cross. Johnny just got a little selfish and uh, took the shot. Is that what, that what we think happened?
2: That, that's how I saw it. And then I don't know if you saw Benny laughing about it as they're coming back towards the middle of the field saying like kind of, I couldn't tell for sure, but I was trying to read his lips on the broadcast and it looked like he was telling Russell like, Hey, why couldn't you have finished that? You could have got me an assist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> that sounds like something Benny would say, to be honest. Uh, if you guys have watched Benny in the past, the dude is just, he cuts up, man. He's so, he's so funny. So sarcastic, my kind of guy, but what, uh, Oh man, where where do you even go from here? I mean, the first half was super dominant. Matt Beasler's back in the lineup, so we're we're absolutely jacked because who thought Matt was that important to this team? I mean, we've been saying it like, God, we need Beasler back. That back line is just not working out. He came in, changed the game dramatically. I mean, he was going forward, he was running back, he was he was doing everything for that defense.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Actually, before the game, I was—I think I'd even tweeted something out. Like, if this game even happens, I feel like we got a, a better chance today because you got the kind of the spine of the team back together, right? So while Fontes is still out and Espinoza is still out, you got Beasler kind of anchoring the back line. Ilias, you know, looking healthy again at defensive mid. You know, Gutierrez and Benny are more than capable of their spots. And then you got Namath up there in the middle. So while things on the side, there's still some injuries and whatnot going on and backups playing. It just kind of felt like, you know, they're capable of beating them, even if it's, you know, quote unquote, just Vancouver. I knew they'd be a tough game. They're not allowing a lot of goals this year. And Mark Dos Santos, he knows the system. He was a coach in Kansas City two years ago. So uh, it it wasn't ever going to be easy, but it felt like they had a good chance to pull it off.
1: Exactly. I mean, for someone like Peter Vermees, who says we have a system, we're never going to change our style of play. This is how we play. Well, now you got Mark Dos Santos, who's coaching the Vancouver Whitecaps. He's like a a, he's like a mole. He was like in this system. And he's like, hey, he's, he's very stubborn. He's not going to change the way he plays. So let's go counter that that bitch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it just so depressing that it didn't work itself out in the end it's like i i I listen to you guys quite a bit and i share your your pessimism like going into every game i'm like well i'm sure we're going to find a way to lose this thing right (laughs) even when things are going perfect and we win all these matches but like um, i've just stopped picking like when i write the preview every week for the blue testament just stop picking us to win because i i picked us several times in a row where we lost or drew games that i think we probably should have won and you know it's 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 turned around to where it's like i, I think I'm, I'm cursing the team i don't even i'm not even superstitious but i'm getting all worked up about it so
1: it it's terrifying man and and the way you uh the way you mentioned hey having beisler back feels like having the spine and the team back everything's gelling um what's gonna gel this weekend when christian namath is not there dear god
2: yeah i mean it it seems troublesome, right? Like uh, obviously, has gone. It's it's a legit red card. I know some people in the stadium were upset, but it's probably just no replay. If I had to guess, inside the stadium, not a good one at least. It was is definitely a red card, right? Uh, so I wrote something for the Blue Testament. It was bad. It'll, it'll be out by the time this airs. Uh, kind of saying who who should be the starter, who should play in Namath's spot, and there's really no natural center forward on the roster to look at but you know something we can maybe talk about too
1: yeah and of course we're talking about Namath's red card um in the 51st minute I believe so just right you know six minutes into the second half and it was tough I'm there in the stadium so I you don't really see it and they don't show much on the board especially when it's against your own team you know what I mean don't give people a replay don't justify the red card um but when you looked online, things were being shared. Dear God, it was not good.
2: <laughs> yeah, nothing to complain about. You could tell Namath is immediately apologetic after it happened. And it clearly wasn't intentional. And honestly, it kind of looked like I, I don't know who the defender was that was kind of on his back, but they're kind of banging into each other. And he's a little stumbly, Namath was from the contact. But it's ultimately on him. He's responsible for the way he went down. And he kinda of left his legs straight out like that with the studs up and it you know, Felipe Martin's not anybody's favorite player probably, but uh he, nobody you don't want to see anybody take a, some studs to the side of the leg like that. It was pretty violent.
1: Oh dude, hundred percent can can break legs like that. I mean that's how people get broken legs. So I, I don't think anyone would argue with that. Um if it was a Van if it was Vancouver doing that to us, we would have that dude's head. So um it's it sucks. And and do you, do you call that boy, uh, that kid, Wilson Harris, into the team from Swope? I mean, again, do you bring him in and make him start against the Seattle Sounders on Sunday?
2: That's a tough move, right? And I, I have to think that they won't even be able to – do another loan for Harris because you have to be under 14 field players. And with, you know, Buzio and Freeman coming back from international duty, Shallowey was supposedly just questionable last weekend. So you got to think he's close to at least being in the 18. They probably aren't going to be low enough down to even to get him. Not that you'd want to put a 19 year old kid in there to make his MLS <laughs> debut against the Seattle Sounders.
1: That's true. And, and I, I feel so much better coming in after a victory, but uh, of course, there's really not much to break down in this Vancouver game. Basically sporting was dominant and then they weren't because they were a man down for basically damn near 45 minutes until a Vancouver player got injured. They didn't have enough subs. Now it wasn't even game. I didn't realize that at the time, bro. Till I, till I saw later, I didn't realize that they didn't have enough subs to replace that injury. So, Oh, you guys couldn't tell I thought
2: we, on the field.
1: No, oh, interesting. not at all. And it felt, it felt more justified. I was like, okay, they got a goal back against our 10 man team. But no, it was 10-on-10. 10 10. And that goal was spectacular, brother. Great goal. That was damn good. I, I I, couldn't even argue, but everyone just, you just roll your eyes. You kind of boo. And and what do you do? There's not enough time to go down and get another goal, even though you, it kind of looked like we did. We had a couple corners there at the end, didn't we?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was another chance or two at least. Um, I was immediately after the game, I just found myself feeling disappointed, obviously, because they gave up the goal, right? But then secondarily, because they didn't play their style. And, you know, you guys maybe couldn't see that on the field, not knowing that it was 10v10. But when it was 10v10 and they're down a center back, like, you got to go at them, try to possess the ball. And we were just bunkering and like you know lumping the ball down the field and and not staying home or you know like not not pushing up the field you could see vermes as always losing his mind trying to wave people down the field and then they just hit it down there and lose possession or that i don't know what uh, quasi trying to chip the keeper from midfield or whatever he did that long floated shot it's just everything they just weren't playing the way that they are capable of playing i'm sure you know, tired legs. They're not getting a rest. There's all these injuries, right? So they're practicing maybe more than they would typically practice, but uh, I don't, it was, it was disappointing. It felt like two drop points for sure.
1: Well, I hate to say this. And I, when the took that chip shot, I looked at my buddy, Chris, and I go, I don't, I don't hate that idea. I mean, you got to, why not? You got to try it. I mean, he thought the opportunity was there. So Shoot or shoot, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, and I, the problem is with the, cam, the camera angle that was on the broadcast. You couldn't really tell how far out Crapo was, so you didn't even really know if he had uh-huh. a chance. But then the ball floated up in the air forever. If he'd hit it like Zlatan did in El Tráfico last year in that crazy debut game he had, maybe he had a chance. But he just he just didn't hit it right. So
1: yeah, but there wasn't enough pace you, on the Johan ball. For does sure. only
2: score like fantastic goals though, right? So it made sense. <laughs>
1: It made so much sense. And if he scores that goal, he's Kansas City hero. Exactly. And we aren't giving him shit the rest of the year.
2: He gets a pass, right? You hit that goal in the Open Cup last year that sent us on, and everybody's losing their mind. And, yeah, it just uh, it didn't play out like that, and everybody's calling for his head. So
1: Everyone's calling for his head, man. And, you know, I think this will lead into a couple questions we have here. There are a couple Johan questions. Um, Sierra Girl 46 she said, um, do we change formations since Nemo is out or do we put Crozet there?" And first of all, I think you're not going to change formations. I mean, we don't we don't do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I think they, they drill the 4-3-3 so much that it doesn't make sense to switch the formation. I don't, I feel like the last time they did it was that Open Cup game against Real Salt Lake last year and that's got to be you know dang near a year ago and that was a five didn't go back well. line and yeah, man, they they won it it wasn't pretty but they got it done but i just i don't i don't see them doing it either
1: and and then uh our buddy gear bear he said cross pros and cons so i mean right there dude i think the pros are that the dude hustles i mean the dude never looks lazy out there right
2: I, I I feel that sometimes, but then I don't know. Like I was watching the game on Saturday, and it felt like he he wasn't hustling to get back. But then again, it seemed like he was kind of playing center forward with everybody else dropping back. So maybe that wasn't maybe that's not what he was supposed to be doing, right? Maybe he was staying up the field where he was supposed to be. Uh, I feel like he he sometimes he's just hustling his brains out, and then other times he he looks like he's so frustrated he's oh, I, I don't know if you ever noticed every time he like makes a mistake there's like this one or two second loss of time where he's like mad at himself and then he remembers he needs to run again and it drives me crazy i'm like be mad at yourself after the play man just keep going keep
1: going oh man a lot of times when he gets the ball taken from him you will see him sprint at that person and you're like oh he's gonna go foul him and he usually does <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah he, he's definitely aggressive and he's he's kind of like roger in that sense right in the midfield yes. where he's just like a bulldog in there but uh he, i don't think he's got 90 minutes in him like espinoza does so
1: it's rough and he's a very expensive player and i so i know why people are calling for his head same with Fantas; they're thinking the same thing so i mean i think cons with johan that that put that in the cons dude that that he's that expensive
2: Say, so, did we get a lot of pros?
1: Were <laughs> we done with pros already? <laughs> I feel, I feel like maybe. I mean, he's he's a super sub at best. Like we, he's not going to start on the field unless we need him to, right?
2: Yeah, no, I think well, maybe a pro that we're we're not giving him credit for is that he's a French army knife. Is that what we say? Oh, so, he's so definitely the knife?
1: utility player, man. He's the uh, he can play shortstop, second base, wherever you want him.
2: Yeah, I mean, and. And that's probably maybe the biggest detriment to him as a player developing, right? Like, think, he's played left back, two of the three midfield spots, two both wing spots this year, center forward. That's six different positions. Like, how are you going to get good at any one position? Only, you know, when you're playing all over the dang field.
1: Bro, we call that the, that's the Kellen Rowe syndrome right there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I've been kind of hard on Rowe, but I'm trying to like reserve judgment on him too, because it's like, He's not really had that many minutes. Just think back to you know Benny when he first came to the team and how it took some time. Like he was a starter and he lost his job. So uh, I want to give Rowe the benefit of the doubt, even if I'm still bitter about the whole Rubio trade.
1: True, and I, I love watching Kellen Rowe out there, man. He he just puts his head down and goes, and the, his confidence is overwhelming. Like I only wish I had that confidence when dribbling one on one with somebody or or shooting the ball. I mean, he might miss it. But he's he's shooting it and he's 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 trying to go for goal and win this game for us.
2: Yeah, and I saw he had an interview after the game where he was talking about how he had a couple of chances himself and he should have put at least one of them away. And, you know, he's he's definitely humble in the when things don't go right. And, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that he'll he'll figure it out. So it just it's it's been frustrating to watch. But, you know, most of this first chunk of the season's been kind of frustrating to watch.
1: Little bit, man. And that kind of leads us to uh I don't know, now that we're just kind of doing questions here, they're kind of segue into each other pretty well. <laughs> but uh Black Sheep Season, Season Coop Coop Deville said, I know it's early in the season, but this team isn't very good. Agree or disagree. I, I think I I think I gotta disagree on that one, bro, because it's not yeah, I- we don't know which team we're gonna watch day, week after week.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I see why people think they're not very good, right? But this is the team that went to Mexico and you know beat Toluca five zero across two legs. They beat Montreal, who's one of the top teams in the East, seven to one. You know, like it's I don't think they're as bad as their record looks, right? Well, I mean, they can't be. They're so their record is so bad, and I just know they're maybe you know they're that they're a better team than that. Maybe they're not as good as we all hoped they would be at the beginning of the year, but. It's just any team that's got 10 or 12 guys out injured or on international duty or whatever the combination of things have been the last few weeks is going to perform worse. Uh, I, I made this analogy to somebody the other day. So in the preseason, I was talking to Vermees and I was kind of questioning him about the the quality of the opponents that they were playing in preseason they're playing some you know fourth division teams some partial amateur teams like some real weak squads and they're running them over right people in the preseason were like we're going to win the treble we're going to do the whole thing right <laughs> but then um i said hey you know hey are you not are you not getting better every day by playing these bad teams and he goes what you're not taking into account is that we play one of the best teams in the league every day in practice and we play each other and I was like, okay, okay, I love your confidence. And huh. then I kind of thought about it. If you saw that story the other day, with you know they had to cancel practice because there's not enough players, and then they're having to call in the Swope Park Rangers and the Academy players just to have a practice because there's not enough bodies. Well, if iron sharpens iron, you're not playing against iron if you're playing against your kids and your your B team, quote unquote. So it's like. I get it. That's going to affect you in more ways than maybe people are giving them credit for. So it's not just the fact that there's players missing from the field because they're hurt, but then you're also dealing with the fact that you're not practicing against the best version of yourselves and not making yourselves better maybe every day in practice that you would be if the, if the full eight, you know, the kind of the, his two squads that he supposedly had going into the season, if they were both available for practice.
1: Dude, that's crazy. I, I, you, you know, everyone listening to this right now is like, God damn, that's a great freaking point. Because I, I don't know if anyone knew Peter ever said that, but uh, if that's what he kind of stands by, then hell yeah. I mean, you're not playing your, the best versions of yourself right now. So that's a good point, man. Well done. Thank what you, uh I got uh, <laughs> Ian Siebert said, so when is football season? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, football is pl- happening right now. I think the yeah, one there I was go. thinking of is the one where you throw it with your hands, right? American um... football, yep. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see here. What what else we got? Oh, Brendan Finesti says, Madronda estimated time till he gets to be subbed into a game. Dude, good news. Madronda's practicing, man. He's out there practicing. I still think he's a couple months away though, right? Are we looking at July?
2: You know, I don't know that we're that far off. Um, last week he was a full participant in practice according to FAD, which is questionable now yeah he was he's up to questionable right so they didn't put him in the because they probably didn't want to play him right they want to be tempted to put him on the field and that might have messed with their ability to make that loan for wilson harris too but um i think he's probably closer than we think and i don't know if that kind of comes out as he's just sitting in the 18 being an option or if it's maybe he gets some time with so park they have a quite a few games coming up you know maybe give him 30 minutes or a half in a game for for Pi. they got a couple of games this week they play on both Wednesday and Saturday, so th- there's options.
1: That's right. That's right. That that could be interesting, and that's what Swope's there for. I mean, they've said many times they're not they're not there to win championships on that team. They're there to help people get back from injuries, give people minutes. You know, that's you know, Gideon Zalalam played for Swope last weekend, so it's yep. uh, we know exactly what they're there for, um, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject right here. And because I didn't do it at the beginning of the show, because like you guys know, I don't know what I'm doing without Jimmy, (laughs) Uh, but we, we always talk about iTunes ratings and reviews and we got three of them and they're the shortest ones I've ever seen in my life. So I'm going to rock these out real quick. Uh, Chris, Chris K Explorer said my favorite SKC podcast. And then down the bottom it says title says it all. So thank you, Chris Explorer uh oklahoma1232 says love this pod just started listening and you guys do an amazing job dude that's the one thing that's crazy is that we're always getting new listeners i mean we've been doing this for almost a couple years now and it's been uh we get new people listening every week it's it's amazing
2: it's pretty cool right it's this weird connection you have too right because you guys just decided to do this thing and now you know look at all the people you're bringing together
1: changing lives it's so cool man changing them uh this is, my, this is probably <laughs> my favorite though james james in june said decent show one of my top four or five skc themed shows
2: <laughs> <laughs> are there even five
1: <laughs> i think i think that's the joke right like there there's yeah. not even four i don't think i don't maybe five maybe there's four i don't know but hey uh, I think we, we made the list four. you're on the
2: list there you go
1: (laughs) we made the list so guys thank you so much for always reviewing that I mean we've we've climbed the ratings we're well over a hundred there if you've yet to do that go uh go hit us up with a rating and review it uh, helps other people find us I think if you search Sporting KC we're one of the first podcasts that pop up so that's kind of cool
2: four or five for sure no shit (laughs) I don't know
1: (laughs) that's that's pretty cool uh But yeah, that's what it does. I mean, it helps. It helps people find us. So uh, go rate and review us. Oh man, look at that. We're uh, we're third. That's pretty neat.
2: Oh well, you know, so Google right after the uh, Blue Testament. Oh, well, there you go. So I, I will search for things and the Blue Testament comes up first all the time. But I think it's because Google knows I'm on the Blue Testament all the time editing stuff and moving things around. And I spend so much traffic there that I'm like, look, everybody must be seeing my article when they search for this. And it's, I have this feeling that maybe not. Maybe it's just me seeing it because Google knows I want to see that site. Because yeah. so, your traffic
1: is a, your traffic history and shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I'll start to type a name and it just assumes it's a soccer player name because I'm Googling random soccer stuff so much.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic hey moving on from this game uh another question by our good friend eric martinez he says what should we expect in this two-game home stretch and of course eric's referring to sunday's game against seattle and then a quick three-day turnaround when la galaxy comes to town so what can we expect uh, besides a couple losses there chad <laughs>
2: I love your optimism, Dan. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, it it feels kind of bleak, right? And and why is it is it Sunday Wednesday? Like, why isn't it Saturday Wednesday? Give wow. give the team a little bit of a break, right? They're going to play three times in seven days. Now, let's not forget Houston's the next weekend in Houston. So, ugh, ugh. it's a rough week. Um, I, my expectations can't can't be too high, right? They they haven't proved to us that they're going to win a game, but. Uh, I want to feel like they're going to steal one of these. I, the Galaxy, they typically do pretty well against the Galaxy. And, uh, you know, Seattle. Seattle's a tough team. And, we, you know, at home, Sporting do pretty well against them. But obviously, that's the second and third place teams we're talking about. Or second and fourth. I think the Galaxy might be fourth. And uh, they're just real good teams. But Zlatan's out for two games. So I don't know when that suspension started. But maybe... It, he was
1: just out for one game this weekend. Oh. So he'll be back for our game just in time to score some wonder goals or some shit.
2: Well, you know, I'm sure the Sporting Kansas City front office is maybe happy at least they get to uh sell some tickets.
1: That's true as long as they're not selling his jersey or anything like uh like Dallas did back in the day they were selling his jersey.
2: I did see that. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous. I I talked to a guy that uh, at my at my real job, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm driving to Kansas City for that game." He lives in the Midwest, a few hours away. I think he might be in Nebraska too, actually. He's like, I'm gonna drive to that game, and I was like, "Oh, great!" And he goes, "Well, I'm from LA. I'm rooting for the Galaxy," and I was like, "You just stay in Nebraska."
1: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's still cool, though. I mean, he's a uh, God. He's a fan going all the way to Kansas City and. Hopefully it's a good game. I mean, I hope we can stick with them and, and both these upcoming games, man. I don't like you said, I hope we can steal one and, and I'm scared that it's I don't know. You think we you think we have a better chance against the Galaxy over Seattle?
2: I would think so just because, you know, you got no Namath against Seattle. That's tough, right? He's the leading scorer on the team. Um the Galaxy, I just double checked, they play on the Friday while we're playing on Sunday, so they get two extra days of rest. Wow. So they got a little bit, I mean, they have to travel, of course, to Kansas City. So that's something, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's tough. It's a, that's a tough stretch of games that sporting are heading into.
1: It really is. I'll be, uh, God, I'll be really interested to see what happens. I mean, I know, uh, I'll be there for sure. And, you know, it's like five, we got five o'clock game Sunday, seven 30 on Wednesday. We, it's not like you can rotate the lineup. 'Cause what are you gonna what are you gonna do? I mean, I, I the only thing I can think of is that they are holding this adult fantasy camp this summer so they can try to sign some players.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dan, maybe you get a chance. Uh you still playing keeper for your rec league team?
1: <laughs> I got out of keeper, man. I was like, This is tough. This is a tough situation here.
2: Well then, you so, improved your odds of making the squad because we got three healthy goalkeepers on Sporting Kansas City. So that's that, true. that wasn't your avenue in.
1: It was it was a shoulder thing. Like my shoulder was just kind of getting worked, and I couldn't. I had to keep punting it out because I couldn't throw. So I was like, God damn, maybe I'm better as a field player. So I'll just I'll try to get better at midfield or some shit.
2: There you go. <laughs> well, midfield's pretty deep. If you could be a striker, I think we might need some forward help.
1: Oh God, I cannot. <laughs> but but dude, <laughs> that would be so freaking funny, man. That's like a. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, if you ever watch It's Always Sunny, but they had an episode where anyone could come try out for the uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't see that one. They were just like that movie uh, with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, what, what movie is that? What is that movie? Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, give me a few minutes. I'll Google it. You just yeah, keep
1: talking. Yeah, I don't even know. But it's, uh, that's, that's kind of what it feels like. All these people are going to go to a camp. They're going to be putting you through drills and be like, all right. You want to you want to sign a two week contract?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Invincible, by
1: the way. Invincible. Invincible yeah. Looking for great freaking movie, by the way. It was a good movie, um, dude. So I don't I don't know, man. Uh, talking about the Seattle game coming up, what's uh, what needs to happen? I mean, do you think Johan goes up there as a striker, or do you think maybe uh, I I I wouldn't mind putting Baby Busio up there. Or putting even Tyler Freeman, dude. Throw Tyler Freeman into the mix. You signed him. The kid you think he's an adult and he's he's grown up enough to be on your team. Throw him in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm kinda with you. I, I feel like it'll be Johan. Like it's just right, he's the he's the one that they started in the Cincinnati game, the only other time that Namath didn't start a MLS game this year. So you gotta think it's probably Johan right but hi it's funny you it's like you read my mind Dan I wrote the story today that's coming out of you know full disclosure we're taping it on a Monday a story that's coming out for Tuesday on the Blue Testament and I said it should be buzio buzio should be the guy like he's just he's got such a creative skill set you know he of course he's not tall he's not gonna win headers in the air right probably mm-hmm. and he's not gonna you know hold up play like a like a big bodied center forward be able to do but I think he can you know do some kind of deaf touches and sneak it around some players and just you know he combines so well and obviously he'd be more of a false nine he'd be dropping back into the midfield a little bit more than Namath does and i don't know i mean may- maybe they find a way you just you never know there's there's something about being at children's mercy park in front of the home crowd they they just typically play better even if they haven't gotten all the results that they should have over this last stretch they're clearly getting better. I think you can see that from the DC United game where, you know, they kept it zero zero on the road, tight game with a bunch of backups. And then they obviously made improvements against Vancouver and the red card turned the tide in that game, unfortunately, but they're making progress. So it's a possibility, but Seattle's pretty dang good.
1: Well, hear me out here. Maybe this works in our favor because if you're Seattle, you're coming into this game week and the only film you have available to you is watching film on our striker, Christian Namath, who, who has film on, on Johan Crozet or even a Tyler Freeman or John Luca Buccio. They don't know. They don't know what these guys can do up top. So that's one thing that plays in our favor. If you ask me.
2: Yeah, no, I think that makes sense, right? Like, um, clearly Seattle, they're not going to be able to study and maybe they don't need to. I feel like sometimes the best teams, they just come in and they impose their will and they play their style, but, and they're, and they're so fast, like them countering is, uh, is -hmm. a definite concern, but we've been playing a more defensive set of fullbacks with Sinovic and Hasler. So, you know, maybe they're capable of shutting it down. Beisler being back, you know, Botan, he's, you know, pretty stable back there. It's that long ball over the top that kind of worries me, but, um, it, it, you never know. You never know. You could, you, it's crazier things have happened, right? Sporting Kansas not the one of the worst teams in the league on points. Maybe they'll underestimate them.
1: Well, and it, it could be fun, man. Cause it, and if Busio goes down in the box, it's going to look bad because it is bad. It's going to be a large grown ass man pushing a kid and he's not going to flop down. It, it really happened. Whether if, if it was Johan and he gets pushed down, He could be called for flopping because Johan is kind of built like a Mack truck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Buzio, I mean, I think the official weight on him is like 135 pounds. That's crazy. He's so little. Oh, God.
1: I took a a poop that big. What? (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Oh, Uh, gosh. Hey, always keep it classy, Dan. Hey, well, if I I knew how to edit, I would edit that out. So...
2: (laughs) Uh, you know what that always reminds me of is like, I don't know if you ever watched like Conan or st- shows like that. And they'll be like, oh yeah, we'll edit it out. We'll edit it out. And then they're like, he's like motioning to the camera. No, we're not editing it no, out. We're leaving right. that in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, let me, let me hit you with this here. Uh, Ju- um got us on here and he had a question. U.S. Open Cup Central Division preview slash discussion. He said that their official site is simply a mess. And that's just u.s soccer in a nutshell man open cup never gets any love The their website is is running on uh on a DO, on a dos computer or some shit but what's yeah, uh windows
2: 95 maybe that's it. yeah They've upgraded
1: i mean we haven't we haven't had we haven't heard who we're playing yet right for the open cup i mean what do we when does that happen
2: uh yeah so i actually looked into it because i saw that question i was like oh geez i don't want to embarrass myself here um so <laughs> i'll do that for you <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So, um, Sporting Kansas City, w- with all the other MLS teams, they'll enter into the fourth round, and those don't take place until June 11th and 12th. But the announcement of who plays who, it looks like it's happening on the 30th of May. So, we still got, you know, about another week or so before that will come out. And then um, they'll be drawn into pairings, I want to say, of like four teams per group. Um, I Personally, I'm just kind of hoping Sporting ends up in a group with some you know second or third division teams like let's let's give them a break they've had an MLS team for who knows how many years in a row as their first opponent and uh, give them somebody soft because it's probably going to be half full of Soul Park Rangers coming up to play that game because there's nobody nobody else
1: oh yeah man it's always we always get paired with in in a group with Houston and Dallas and Colorado um that's about it. Every yeah, freaking maybe, year, maybe
2: Minnesota, Salt Lake. It's it's always yeah, Minnesota. Teams. Yeah.
1: But the, uh, you know, last year I was hoping that like Chicago and sporting would have went for it all. And the open cup was in Chicago since I was living in Chicago. I thought that would have been a cool story, but uh, that did not happen. But dude, for, have you you've been following the Mingos, right? The forward Madison Mingos.
2: Oh yeah. They're playing uh St. Louis in the open cup in the next round.
1: Yeah, that, I think that'd be really cool for them to move on and uh, and and see them. That'd be cool.
2: Yeah, I'd honestly be happy with either of those opponents, right? Because you get St. Louis, you get the cross-state rival, or you know, the True. Ford Madison. The those beautiful pink jerseys can come to Children's Mercy Park, maybe.
1: Oh hell yeah, and they they probably bring some fans too. They they got a whole their marketing structure up there, is so cool. I always see them online doing cool things. It's uh, we hell, we had a guy send us uh uh mingo scarf man we got the inaugural season scarf it's awesome
2: i heard that that's that's basically why i agreed to come on the show dan i was hoping that i would also get free shit like you've been getting free stuff lately so <laughs> we can uh cross our fingers and hope that somebody just uh, me something
1: no i can't i can't can. <laughs> no, no you don't but <laughs> that's freaking hilarious um dude what else do we need to hit on right now i mean wait the mls weekend came and went uh i think some highlights there we can say that atlanta their winning streak went down the toilet um against new york red bulls yesterday so that was cool gotta
2: love that yeah I, i'm never sad when i see atlanta loose
1: not at all um i think we you know orlando city is bad but cincinnati is worse i think that's a good good story
2: yeah, we made that pretty clear, 5-1. to one, yeah. Sweet Jesus. And I, I saw a tweet when that that first goal went in for Cincinnati. I think it was 1-0 uh, where all these Orlando players are just standing around Darren Maddox, and he's literally just standing in the box, not moving, and no one closed him down. And then he just takes a little step to the side and blasts at home. And it, it was some pretty atrocious defending. But hey, they got five goals. It was so terrible. It, it all worked itself
1: out. Uh, yeah. LA is going to be looking to bounce back from their 1-0 loss at home against colorado where they get to go that's kind of why they gotta go to orlando so uh yeah I, ne- I never want to catch a team after a loss man i don't want la I-, I would like them to beat orlando you know what i mean is that is that how you feel do you feel like if if a team loses they're coming in to play you hot or do you think if a team wins they're coming in more confident to win some more
2: I want the worst possible opponent I can get. Like I want them to be in awful form. I, you know, if they could get a bunch of red Losing cards games. in the game before, maybe you know, get some suspensions, that would be ideal. <laughs> so I don't know. Like all season long, all I do is root for Eastern Conference teams to beat Western Conference teams to keep them down in the standings, sure. right? And then I root for draws in every other game. Basically, I'm like anything but the best outcome for sporting. I want them to, you know, succeed. And I, I don't know about you, but if you've ever like interviewed for a job, I've heard people say, oh, I want to be challenged and face the best candidates. No, that's ridiculous. I want you guys to all be okay, terrible, yeah. and I want to get that job. Like, Don't be good. Don't prepare. Let me get that job. So that's how right. I feel about that. I, I
1: want to be challenged. It's like, no, you don't. You want a cush job where you can sit down all day, maybe put some podcasts on your phone, maybe even throw some Netflix on there. All right? Quit <laughs> acting like you want to be challenged.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Pay me I'll tell more you this. to do less.
1: <laughs> the uh san jose earthquakes got a big win against chicago 4-1 or should i say chris Wondolowski beat chicago 4-1, <laughs> 4-1
2: yeah all-time record holder that's crazy man, man. yeah i, I was wondering if he's gonna holder, score it for all- him yeah i didn't know if he's ever gonna score again and then he gets four in one game
1: four in one game that's just that's bananas and uh i i've always kind of i've always liked the guy i i think he's real like real chill not a not a selfish guy he's always uh He's you know, kind of team first mentality, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I uh, the first thing I saw is I, I don't know if you saw that tweet where he's sitting on like a throne basically, right? Because he's the goal scoring king now, and the first response in there is, Yeah, scored however many 146 goals, but couldn't put one in from two feet out against Belgium. <laughs> so, oh boy. like, they won't let it go, which I get it, you know,
1: so can't let it go, man. Um. Those those are pretty noticeable. Uh, those are the most notable games of the weekend, I would think. I mean, a couple of stalemates in there, kind of boring. But uh, coming up this week, you know, of course, LA is going to play on Friday night, like you mentioned. Um, I, these midweek games throw me off, dude. There's like Monday games sometimes, then there's a Wednesday and a Thursday we're uh this whole new mls schedule has me also all out of whack
2: yeah i feel like it's about to get very compressed like we got that there's that midweek game this week against the red bulls in vancouver poor vancouver man Mm -hmm. they they had a midweek game last week too and sporting couldn't take advantage of that and then there's three friday games i'm like what is going on so it's it's really stacking in there it's going to get pretty condensed that's crazy sporting needs to get healthy if they're going to handle their schedule compression that's coming
1: Exactly. And and of course, next week we'll be able to go into a uh, little more in-depth to the LA Galaxy game. Um, I think we kind of broke down Seattle the best. Tell me one thing about Seattle that, that scares you the most on Sunday, whether it's a player or their attacking prowess. I mean, you got to think they just came off of a draw, a nil-nil draw at Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, I mean, Philly is a good team, whether people want to give them Credit for that at all. I only watched like the shortened version of that game, and uh, Philadelphia was they were dominant. Seattle, I don't know what the deal was, but if they were just sitting back, but it felt like every moment on this little highlight cut that I was watching, it was Philly, Philly, Philly. But Philly's good. Um, but Seattle. Oh gosh, they you know they score lots of goals. They're, they're very fast, very dangerous. They got you know a lot of speed on the team. Jordan Morris, I feel like he hasn't finished as many chances as he probably should have, but he's he's getting in dangerous spots. Rui Diaz, uh, Christian Roldan has been, scored a few just magical goals this season. It they're uh, they're just a dangerous team, and um, I'm hoping they that we you know Sporting does the right thing and and handles things well. But if if they give up some ugly turnovers Seattle definitely is going to make them pay on the counter. So I think that's the key is, you know, possess the ball, play smart and, you know, maybe they find a way and, you know, all it takes is a uh, one to get things starting to turn around. I mean, look at Atlanta, they kind of turned it around on us. Uh, San Jose turned it around on Sporting's back. So maybe we use Seattle on underestimate in Sporting KC and they come in there and we, we nick a win off of them.
1: That'd be nice, man. And home atmosphere is so important like you guys get out there and support i mean it's uh we were crushing it in in attendance and then it kind of died down whether that was because of the team's performance or whether it was because of the game of thrones which uh people are not happy with for some reason i don't know i'm still cool i mean what was there was there not enough nudity because that's my only gripe
2: (laughs) there is a lack of nudity lately what is the deal with that
1: (laughs) there was what kind of world is this? All right, this it's not a PG thirteen world I signed up for, but there were no boobies, and there was just a bunch of dragons, and people were upset, man. So,
2: if there'd have been ten episodes this season, you watch there, that show? Oh, I love it. Yeah, if there'd have been ten episodes, there'd have been more nudity, Dan.
1: Yeah, I don't even know uh, the characters. People are people are saying dragons names, and I'm like, is that not the dragon that died? Like, oh, okay, that's the one that's living. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just dragons. It's Dragon One and Two, like a Dr. Seuss book. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thing
2: one and thing two, absolutely. Dragon, 1, Dragon two,
1: but it's hey, they, uh, yeah. you got no excuse <laughs> to not be at this game because there's no Game of Thrones anymore. That's all I got to say about that.
2: Well, you know there is a documentary thing they're putting out in the time Don't slot for Game of Thrones. Talk about it, Chad. I
1: know, I know yeah. there is. <laughs>
2: I don't know if you hold as much influence over the people going to the game as you think you do. No, Dan. I really don't.
1: <laughs> but hey, I do know that that's at 9 p.m. Central, and this is a 5 p.m. kickoff. So there's no way you're not getting home for that documentary. And a- HBO yeah, does and you good documentaries. Watch it on,
2: yeah, watch it on HBO Go or HBO Now or whatever, one of those streaming platforms, yep, right? Like, right. I, I've been watching Game of Thrones at like 10 o'clock at night because can't be watching that when my kid's awake.
1: No, so. definitely not. <laughs> and dude, speaking of documentaries... I don't know if you, did you watch the Muhammad Ali documentary?
2: I just watched that this weekend, actually. It was fantastic, right?
1: So good, dude. I was like, I, ne- I didn't know enough about him as a person or as a fighter. Like, I didn't grow up in that time, obviously. But I'm like, right? I'm a goddamn fan. Like, that, that was super cool. And I'm glad, like, LeBron's creative team put that out there.
2: Oh, see, I didn't even know it was from LeBron's team. I, I just was looking for stuff to watch on HBO because I was like, well, Game of Thrones is ending. I'm going to cancel my HBO. So I need to take advantage of these, you know, couple of weeks left before my renewal date.
1: Oh, man, don't cancel it. You got, you got Watchmen. Watchmen's coming out later this fall. I'm not a comic book
2: guy, Dan. I don't. I, it looked interesting. Oh, wow. It definitely looked uh, looked interesting, but I I don't know anything about the Watchmen. Never watched the movies. Not D- don't a
1: comic person. You Avengers person? Don't
2: tell anybody, Dan. But I've never seen an Avengers movie. None of them.
1: What has happened here? This is this is bizarre. <laughs> you are in a league all of your own, I am sure.
2: But I don't miss a Swope Park Ranger game, so I got my priorities straight. I watch all well, sporting Kansas all right. City and Swope Park Ranger games. <laughs>
1: Everyone else misses those games for you, so. <laughs> it's bad. How do you how do you increase attendance for Swope Park Rangers? What do you do, man? They they flat oh, out gosh. said that if you're a season ticket holder, you get free tickets.
2: Yeah, and and, they, and people still won't go, right? When I was back in Kansas City last I, I'm year. I'm
1: guilty, Chad. Oh. I'm absolutely guilty because I'm, like, busy or something. You know what I mean? I'm not going. I'm not making it a priority.
2: It's true. I, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I feel like a, a good solution to that would be why aren't there more doubleheaders like put Swell Park right before, right after sporting Kansas city, right? Get, get people already in the stadium, right. And just have them stay and watch another game and buy more concessions. And, you know, you know, people would probably stick around a little bit, maybe, you know, not everybody, but a little bit better. But I think the, the long-term solution is they need their own stadium, right? They're, they're in this massive cavernous empty stadium and they're selling under a thousand tickets every game and when they put out the attendance numbers I'm like I can't even believe there's that many people there it doesn't look like anybody is there hardly so I'm
1: like there's not 250 people there what, what is it the people working
2: yeah they're counting all the concessions people yeah so ha- have you ever gone to a game at Children's Mercy Park Forsythe Park
1: I have back when I lived here the first time. I have not gone since I moved back, no.
2: Okay. So like I went last year when I was visiting, I was in town visiting family and stuff. And I I couldn't believe like you can only come in the the one entrance or two entrances maybe. And then all, it's only the one side of the stadium, the camera side of the stadium that you're allowed to sit in. So that's everybody that's in the stadium. They're not behind the goals. They're not behind the camera. If you're thinking, oh, there's probably like a thousand or 2000 people hiding behind the camera. No. No there's nobody on that side of the nope. stadium. So it's kind of depressing. And this year has been rough because they've been, you know, they're playing the kids. So they're not doing as well as they typically would do. And, you know, but other than this year, they've been an incredibly successful team, you know, two straight USL cup finals in their first two seasons. And even last year, they upset, it had one upset in the playoffs and, you know, they ran into Phoenix rising who made it all the way to the finals. So, you know, no shame in losing to them. And it's obviously been tougher to watch this year because they still only have, one victory but you gotta you gotta go support them these are the future players i mean buzio was getting a lot of time with them before i imagine freeman's gonna start to get a lot of time with them there, there's some young guys on there that have some real potential for the coming to the first team
1: that's how i feel and it's just a time thing i mean my wife and i we have we have AMC A lists so we're always going to the movies on the weekend and if they got a midweek game chances are I'm watching freaking survivor or something, something stupid, you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of making it a priority and, and it's, it's the B side, man. It's the, the developmental side that no one really thinks to, there's no, there's no flair. There's no pizzazz around it. You know?
2: Yeah. I think what really hurts it though, is it's the atmosphere, right? When you turn on a sporting Kansas city game, whether, you know, it's a home game or a road game. And obviously I'm watching a lot of them on TV cause I'm out of town. Um, the atmosphere is so good. The crowd is so loud. They're so into it. And it was so much better when they played in Swope Park. Because even though it wasn't, obviously, it's never going to be as loud, right? When you have that few a seats. What's it? 3,500 seats over at Swope. But um, gosh, it just it's so quiet on the broadcast. And whoever is there is not being picked up on the mics. Because it's clearly not as fancy of a setup in the USL as it is in MLS. And it kind of feels weird. Because my wife will be like, I don't know how you can watch it. It sounds so boring. And I'm like they're playing good soccer whether it, the results are showing that lately they're, they're pretty talented so i, I don't know like uh, hopefully if they get their own little stadium little 5000 seater somewhere that could help kind of turn things around and maybe put it in a different part of town people that aren't always making the effort to come over to sporting kansas city but maybe could make Swope park their team
1: yeah i think you know they want to try to get it in Swope park so they're not uh trying to change the name or anything you know what i mean so they can so it can make sense for them to play in Swope Park.
2: Yeah. No, I mean that that would be a good solution if they can upgrade the facilities there, you know, get up to the USL minimum capacity, things like that.
1: Yeah, 100%. So Well, cool man. Do you have shit, do you have anything else we should touch on in this uh this week's edition?
2: Well, I just want to apologize for not being Andrew Wiebe or uh, Cooligan or Bobby <laughs> Warshaw, but uh, I appreciate you having me on, Dan. I uh, it was it's fun, it's exciting. It's uh, it, I will tell you a quick little story. So. I listen to you. I try to listen to you guys every week and some weeks, you know, just like you're talking about, you get busy and you forget and you don't, you don't make time for things. But whenever I was covering preseason for Sporting Kansas City, I was always listening to podcasts because I got to drive to the stadium. It's like half an hour from my house and, uh, I'm doing, I'm listening to you guys and you're referencing stories I wrote or tweets I put out or, you know, whatever. And I was like, this is so surreal. Like, cause I, I just feel like I'm some guy, you know, like I'm not anybody and, nah, and to <laughs> have you guys talking about me or, you know, even the the Blue Testament guys when they, they do the Shades of Blue. Oh, sorry. I said the other podcast name. <laughs> when they do their podcast and them talking about me, it's weird and it's surreal. So it's cool to kind of, to be on the other side of the microphone and be a part of it.
1: Oh man, no, you, uh hell, I think people, a lot of people probably knew about you before they even knew about us. And, uh, you know, you probably helped bring us listeners and followers as well so it's uh it's it's one big family this this skc nation so it's uh we're all kind of working together and like you said hell we ain't making no money off this this is just something fun man we like to do it for the
2: love of the game right
1: absolutely when you said we were, dude i i
2: oh when you said we're one big family i was afraid you were gonna say because we're all like we're basically like all kind of patting each other. Oh, let's, you know, tweeting out each other's stories or podcasts or whatever. I thought you were going somewhere else with that, like a circle. We were all sitting in a circle and we were doing something to each other. I didn't know what was going on, so I won't say it.
1: That, that was, that is what, no, that is not what I was doing.
2: <laughs> well, I think, thank goodness we have the explicit tag.
1: There you go. So, Hey man, much appreciated dude. Thanks for being on here. And, uh, Everybody, make sure you are I assume you're subscribed to this podcast or you didn't get this downloaded. I don't know how you did it, but uh make sure to get on uh, on Twitter. We're at, at no other pot. Well, oh, hey, Chad, uh, plug your stuff, man. Where where are you at?
2: Okay, so I'm I'm one of the editors at the Blue Not the New Testament, it's not biblical, it's about soccer. Blue Testament and uh
1: <laughs> Praise Jesus.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I'm on Twitter at play four ninety P-L-A-Y-F-O-R nine zero.
1: There you go. And of course, we're at, at no other pod. I'm at Dan Coozer. And uh we got Facebook, Facebook.com slash no other pod. You can even send us an email at no other pod at gmail.com. People do it. People do it all the time. And I feel like, dude, hold on one sec. This is like flat out. I feel like uh uh what if, what did fucking fucking Jimmy say? During the next pod. Will you please explain the season season injury ugh, season ending injury aspect of this trade with Colorado? When do you think we'll see Jimmy again? Okay, we've referenced all this stuff. So thanks. you. See,
2: for- there you go. <laughs> see thank goodness you checked your email.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jo- Josh was ours, man. Josh was ours. He's always uh always hitting us up. So uh guys, we'll we got the gold cup coming up in the future, so we'll we'll make sure to touch on that. And uh, until next time. I'm joined by Chad Smith. I'm Dan Coozer. We'll see you bitches later. Peace. Peace.